If if I go over time, I mean, I'm trying to, because the weather, I'm trying to make it short. But I need a reminder, I'm just a human being. So if I go over time, maybe someone can stand up, that way I can, but I'll try to make it short. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi awwalan wa akhira. Alhamdulillahi بعلم زائد وبعلم ناقص الحمد لله بصبر كاف وبصبر لا يكفي يا ربي لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله القاهر فوق عباده إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وهادينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله النبي المصطفى خاتم أنبياء الله وخاتمهم من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يضل أبدا ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يهدى أبدا ختم الله على قلوبهم وعلى سمعهم وعلى أبصارهم غشاوة أما بعد Dear committed Muslims أيها المؤمنون A decision was made this week by an administration in Washington to recognize Al-Quds Jerusalem as the capital of a nation state called Israel. And before we get to some of the ramifications of that in the second khutbah, I would like to draw your attention to the fact the decision that was made like that was made because of the weakness in the Muslim body politic, in our general social existence in the world, we are as weak as to have a decision like that made. So it behooves us to investigate our own selves 
Let us look at ourselves. Why are we weak? Why have we reached the position that we reached? And then we react. In the second khutbah, I will mention some of the reactions that have been set into motion in the past couple of days, and especially today during Jumu'ah prayers around the world, Muslims are expressing themselves, protesting, and demonstrating against this unlawful decision to designate Al-Quds Jerusalem as the capital of a, a state that stole the land from its legitimate owners. One of the issues that has distanced us from reality is that we are not action-centered. We are not action-motivated. We are action-spectators. We want to see things happen but we don't want to assume the responsibility for having things happen. This is an, in a nutshell our problem that we are going to have to live up to and surmount so that we become generators of action instead of people just watching actions unfold from year to year and from generation to generation without having the confidence to be the initiators of action. For those of us who read the Qur'an with a mind that is involved, I'm going to draw to your, your attention, I'm going to try to be brief about this, I'm going to draw to your attention to something that is extremely important, but it's overlooked or not detected by many of us who read the Qur'an. If we read all of the Qur'an, we realize that the Prophet's name is mentioned about three times by name in the whole Qur'an. This whole Qur'an was revealed to him and only about three times his name by name is mentioned on the pages of the Qur'an. One ayah says in which his name is mentioned, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُولِ Muhammad is none except for a Rasul. A messenger. قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلِ Who had been preceded by previous messengers. In this ayah, the word Muhammad, the name Muhammad is mentioned. Another ayah says, مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهِ الشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and those who are with him. Severe against the kuffar 
gentle among themselves. That's the second ayah in which the Prophet's name is mentioned. The third ayah in which the Prophet's name is mentioned, but as a synonym, وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ اسْمُهُ أَحْمَدٍ Isa alayhi salam was telling Bani Israel <coughs> and I'm breaking good news to you for the advent of a messenger who is to come after me whose name is Ahmad. That's in reference to Prophet Muhammad alayhi These are the only three times in the Quran in which the Prophet is mentioned by name. There might be another ayah that my human memory has failed to remember. But that's it. Then, if we read closely and understand thoroughly the meanings of the ayat in the Quran, we find that the Prophet's name, excuse me, the Prophet is mentioned not by name, but by pronouns or by the word Rasul or Nabi. Not name. There's no name. I'll give you some examples. Yes, They will ask you about the lunar phases. Yes, They will ask you. Didn't say they will ask you, O Muhammad. So the name Muhammad was replaced with a pronoun. What's called in Arabic grammar an attached pronoun. The kaf in the word yes'alunak. Another ayah. قُلْ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ جَمِيعًا Say between parentheses, between brackets, O Muhammad, Indeed, I am Allah's messenger unto all of you. The Prophet's name is not mentioned. It's a pronoun that's referring to the Prophet. And the many quls in the Quran, I just mentioned one. قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ قُلْ Almost all of these quls in the Qur'an are addressed to the Prophet, but never is his name mentioned. Other ayat in the Qur'an. وَالضُحَى وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ Your sustainer has not said farewell to you, nor he has he distanced himself from you. أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ 
إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا يا أيها النبي دنس يا محمد يا أيها النبي إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا يا أيها المدثر يا أيها المزمل All of these words and many others you can read the Quran and follow and understand So why is it in the Quran that we have reference to the Prophet by name only a few times and then we have reference to him namelessly hundreds of times if not over a thousand times I haven't counted them but I wouldn't doubt if someone sat down and took a very close look probably be over a thousand times why do we have why is this presented to us this way my answer to that question is and uh, it'll a further explanation would need a familiarity with the Arabic language and I try to avoid these types of explanations because I don't want individuals to feel that they are lost in the explanation so I skip over the explanation but suffice it to say that when the Prophet is mentioned by name he is mentioned in a sentence that doesn't have a verb or action in it but when he is not mentioned by name when he is nameless he is nameless in a sentence in which he is directly attached to action verb in linguistics is equivalent to action in life so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not mentioning the Prophet by name he is tagging him to action something that is lost on probably the overwhelming majority of those who through sincerity through devotion through selflessness try to be the best they can in obeying Allah and his Prophet and this is at the core of where we are to, in today's world people want recognition many of the traditional Muslims or the cultural Muslims or the hereditary Muslims many of them they just want recognition absent any effort that's what that's that's this is what leads to a decision that was made to designate Al-Quds the capital of a people who stole a country it's the fact that we are living in today's life 
Little do we notice that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is embedded in our actions. Another ayah that demonstrates this very clearly in the Quran when Allah says regarding his prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى You know when you're, the ultimate action is at the sacrifice front, referred to as the war front by some individuals. At the sacrifice front, Allah is telling him, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ you were going through the motion of taking aim, of shooting. You were going through that motion. But it wasn't you who was executing the motion. It was Allah who was doing so. This detail, the loss of this detail, the misunderstanding of this detail, the absence of this detail has brought us to this day, to this week, to this violation of every decency, every normalcy that is in human life and human nature by designating Al-Quds, the capital of brigands and terrorists. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala summons us to call upon Him. But here we are. This is a time when people begin to remember Allah. Demonstrations flaring up all over the place and protests and mashaAllah verbiage of the highest order. We're not, we don't lack when it comes to language. We can express ourselves very well. But where's the action? These masajid, when they are empty for many years, no content, having people administering anesthetics to them during this hour on Friday every week, of course it's going to lead to something like this. We don't live in a vacuum. This is, this is the real world. And this is what happens in the real world. There are real consequences to people who are like automatons. They are driven by tradition into the masjid and then according to tradition they leave the masjid. Empty in, empty out. And here we have it. Real life slaps us on our face and we want to react to that. We begin reacting to it. It's the vacancy in our lives and in our relationship with Allah and His Prophet that has brought us to this day. We should not be reacting. These masajid should not be meaningless throughout the weeks and the years. But they've been meaningless. So don't be surprised if something like this happened. And don't substitute reaction for the required action. Right now, 
because of the reactions that we are privy to. Of course, this person in the White House, he got a green light from the rulers in the area. He thinks that the information that comes to him from these rulers is accurate information. He can make a decision like that and get away with it. Obviously, he's not going to get away with it. And those who have rubber stamped him, the officials in the Muslim East, they are not going to get away with it neither. And maybe it's going to take shock therapy like this to bring back some life to the Islamic lifeless body. Two billion Muslims in the world. This is done in front of their own eyes. And what do they do? They burn effigies. They demonstrate in front of embassies. They protest in whichever media is available to them. And then what? Al-Quds is not going to be an Islamic responsibility until we have the confidence to engage in action instead of being spectators on the sidelines of life watching these events as if they were a TV series from one season to the next all of this alhamdulillah on the brighter side of things all of this is happening meaning the ganging up of the Zionists and the imperialists and their Arabian stooges. They're ganging up and they're climaxing. The plan that they have that is climaxing with the declaration of Al-Quds being the capital of racists, of terrorists, all of this is because we are making progress. The Muslims are making progress. It's not the indifferent Muslims, the passive Muslims, the inactive Muslims. No, it's not because of them. It's because of the Muslims who have been sacrificing their lives, their limbs, their wherewithal throughout these years. This has been going on throughout these years. And now, another look at this condition, we find that, true, the inactive Muslims are reacting, but also the overactive anti-Muslims are reacting. These people now who made this decision, who planned this behind closed doors, they are reacting to the progress of the committed Muslims, especially during the seven previous years in which they lost. All of their plans and their strategies were burned in Iraq and in Syria. And they think they can substitute for that 
by saying Al-Quds is the capital of the Zionists. They think they've accomplished something there. Now you can write this on paper. You can declare it in the media and do whatever Hollywood stunt you want to do with it. Go ahead. But it's not going to take you anywhere because you fail to honor the norms of justice and social justice. You can't get away with this. You think and you calculate that the Muslims are sleeping and granted a good proportion of Muslims have not woken up yet but they are approaching a fire sure day when they will wake up to what is happening to them and that wake up is not going to be a reaction it's going to be a sustained effort to rid the holy land of those who have colonized it by military force and poisoned the world because of the means, the financial means they have, the military capabilities that they have. They've poisoned the world. And it's only those who are in a relationship with Allah and His Prophet who have not been poisoned. And they will carry the day. وَكَانَ حَقًّا عَلَيْنَا نَصْرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ أُدْعُوهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَأَنْتُمْ عَلَى يَقِينٍ بِالْإِجَابَةِ وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَحِيمٌ الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى والتقى Dear committed Muslims, brothers and sisters The following developments in the past few days and in the past week or so the following incidents or events or developments that I will enumerate for you constitute a reaction to those who are not in possession of any right no legal right, no natural right, no religious right, no secular right to have designated Al-Quds as the capital of those who have a history of denying Allah and His Prophets. Okay. Today, in Jordan, Jordan is the closest country to the Palestinians. Demographically, geographically, ethnically, etc. In a country of about 4 million people, <clears throat> a quarter of a million people went out and demonstrated against this decision 
that Trump made concerning the Holy Land. For the first time in the history of that kingdom, the first time, the ministers and the members of parliament, they joined the people in this protest and in these demonstrations. They encouraged it. That kingdom that always has played the CIA card, reporting to superiors in Tel Aviv, it dawned on them, finally, that they may be the first victim of this declaration of Jerusalem as the capital of what is called Israel. So the king goes, the king of that kingdom, goes to Turkey and he reappears, realigning his kingdom with what is called the Turkish Qatari Axis. Reaction, political reaction, popular reaction. Reactions do not substitute for actions and proactions. Today in Al-Masjid Al-Haram, the Imam there who gave the khutbah, his name is Mahir Al-Mu'ayqali. He didn't have the courage to refer to Israel or the Zionists. He inferred that they should suffer the consequences of what they are doing. In the land of the Haram, in Mecca, at the heart of the Qibla, there's no confidence in verbalizing the name of the enemy. That's how reactive we have become. And these criminals in colonized Palestine, they look at the scenario around them and they feel somewhat comfortable because they're looking at the officials. The officials in Saudi Arabia have designated Iran as enemy number one. Israel is no longer enemy number one. So the Israelis look at this, of course, they are very comfortable with this. They look at Egypt, and Egypt is withdrawn from all these affairs. Official Egypt says to everyone, don't get me involved. So they are comfortable with what is happening. This Abbas... Mahmoud Abbas, who is head of the Palestinian Authority, he has not lived up to his responsibility to express anything significant against what has happened. Except for saying he's not going to meet with Vice President Pence when he goes visiting there in the coming week or so. Big deal. You don't, you don't want to meet him? Is that all you can do? There's nothing else that can be done. The embassies of two countries, Saudi Arabia and Bahrain, 
advised their nationals who are living in Jordan, stay away from the demonstrations. Why? Why should they stay away from the demonstrations? They can't participate with the rest of the Muslims in expressing their opposition to Al-Quds becoming or being designated the capital of the historical criminals. The American embassy in Amman, Jordan has suspended all its consular operation. Consular officials are told no longer process any paperwork concerning anyone who's coming for whatever paperwork. Among the Gulf Cooperation members, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, United Arab Emirates, they're having what is called the Gulf Cup matches. They're playing soccer. Look what's happening. This event that needs people to be involved in the heart of it, and here they are fighting among themselves as how they're going to play these games because they are divided and some of them are saying because of the division all of this has nothing to do with Islamic principle and Islamic grounding it's because of their petty divisions reacting to themselves some of them are saying the Islamic Republic of Iran should participate in these golf tournaments soccer tournament as a reaction no principle no brotherhood or nothing just because I hate the other side let's call Iran to come and participate in these matches you'd ask is it perchance that 100 years after the Belfort Declaration that's a declaration in which one of the ministers in Britain promised the Yahud of the world a homeland in Palestine 100 years later is it coincidental that Trump comes along and says Al-Quds is the capital of that illegitimate government would, have, would Trump have been courageous enough to have done such a thing if he sensed in any of the surrounding countries around occupied, colonized Palestine, Egypt, Jordan, Syria, or Lebanon, if he sensed in these countries there, there's someone like the leader in North Korea, would he have done something like that? Netanyahu, the chief criminal, in colonized Palestine was involved in this decision they have a lobby here and their lobby is strong no doubt and they're strong because we are weak that's why they are strong so they got him they shuffled him and they motioned him meaning the man in the White House to make this decision and they, they assured the administration here, you will not see any significant 
reaction from any of the countries, especially the petro countries in the Arabian Peninsula, because now we are dealing with them and they are dealing with us. So forget about anything coming from them. And another Israeli Orientalist also chimes in and he says that we feel very confident in our relationship with, and look what they call them, they call them the Sunni countries. As if the definition of Sunni now means you have to support the Zionists and the imperialists. Because they tell us, these Orientalists and these officials in colonized Palestine, they tell us that these Sunnis in the Arabian Peninsula, they consider Iran to be their number one enemy. Okay, there's demonstrations in Cairo in front of the Union of Journalists and in front of certain embassies and all of this. And then what? What happens after a demonstration? An emotional high in the course of a few days or a couple of weeks, you live the emotional high, and then what? Strength is not going to be generated because of emotional reactions. It's generated through deliberate, thought out, and coordinated efforts among those who feel responsible. And these masajid all over the place, the last thing they want you is to feel responsible. We are told when this decision was made, the administration did not consider any feedback coming from the State Department or from the intelligence agencies. And then Secretary of State Tillerson, he made a statement as, as if to buffer the whole affair said it's going to take at least two years to have the embassy physically moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem as if that is going to make someone feel comfortable about this decision and then as you may know the Saudi financial corrupt class that has been detained in the one of the hotels in Riyadh because we are told that there's many financial irregularities. These individuals broke the law and stole the wealth. So now we're going after them. That's what we're told. Okay, what do they say about bin Salman who bought for 400 and 50 million dollars a 500 year old portrait of Jesus 
by Leonardo da Vinci called Salvatore Mundi. He bought this through an agent. $450 million for some artwork by Leonardo da Vinci. He should be in detention in that hotel in Riyadh if there was any justice. But there's no justice there. Just like they don't want to have responsible Muslims to get away with the injustice that they impose on themselves and they want to impose it on everyone else, including the Palestinians. And if there is a soul of freedom and independence and justice, as is the case in Islamic Iran, then they designate that as enemy number one. And Israel now has become their political ally, their buddy-buddy, and we don't know what else is going on behind the scenes. Allah Jalla wa'ala knows exactly what is going on behind the scenes, and His will will manifest itself when we assume our responsibilities. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَارْزُقْنَا اجْتِنَابَهُ وَلَا تَجْعَلْهُ مُلْتَبِسًا عَلَيْنَا وَاجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا ربنا إننا سمعنا مناديا ينادي للإيمان أن آمنوا بربكم فآمنا ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ربنا نجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا صل على محمد وآل محمد وبارك على محمد وآل محمد وصل على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم وبارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان 
وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله